This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And a fun good morning. Frank Proctor here, the sous chef of the garden, which means I don't know how to cook, but I can do a bit of planting in the uh, garden there. And Only when me, you're following instructions. Uh, well, yes, and that is the voice of the darling of the Delphiniums. Delphiniums. See, I knew you're yeah. here for a reason, to correct my mispronunciation. <laughs> Charlie Dobbin, good morning to you. Good morning, Franklin. And welcome to the brand new studios at the Zoomerplex, isn't it? Yeah, I wonder if we sound different. Well... I, I'm told that we sound even better than we always are. Ah, okay, because uh, in my headphones we sound But somebody different. pointed out something to me yesterday. A caller said, you, you keep saying the Zoomerplex and Liberty Village. Where is that? Because <laughs> not everybody knows. It's... Think of think of the uh, exhibition or Prince's Gates on Strawn there at Lakeshore. Just come north on Strawn to King Street and then a little bit west, a few blocks, and you're going to find Liberty Village. That's, That's right. generally the area. Yeah. Okay. Thank I just you. thought I'd throw that in for a little yeah, for enlightenment. You. Oh, thanks. And, for... and speaking of enlightenment, what meetings you got coming up? <laughs> what announcements do we have coming up? All right. Well, uh, I did mention this last week. Uh, next Saturday, I will be presenting From Grass to Gorgeous as part of the District 5 OHA, Ontario Horticultural Association, AGM, which is presented by the Scarborough Garden and Hort Society. That is That talk is scheduled for 1.45 and will be at the Latvian Centre, which is for Credit Union Drive in Scarborough. So that's next Saturday. Next, okay, tomorrow, I remember I mentioned that the Hamilton and Burlington Rose Society is having an event. Well, it wasn't my fault. I know you like to laugh at me for not being 100% organized here, but it wasn't my fault. Turns out the meeting is tomorrow at 2 o'clock at Royal Botanical Gardens at the center, which is, of course, located on um, at 680 Plains Road in West Plains Road West in Burlington. The, there is no entrance fee, but if you're interested in roses, which I find a lot of people are, maybe there's just a lot of closet rosarians, and they just haven't closet rosarians. Yeah, they just haven't wanted to be upfront about their desire to learn more and and do more with roses. I'm looking at James Patrick Dooley in there, and I'm thinking he's a closet rosarian. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can quote me on that. Okay. I just think there's a bunch of them out there. So here's an opportunity. You can meet other people that are keen to grow roses, learn more about mm-hmm. new varieties, you know, some of the great modern roses that are out there now. Yeah. They're so easy to grow. Bottom line, if you're in the Hamilton area or Burlington area, do check this out. As I mentioned, 2 o'clock tomorrow uh, at Royal Botanical Gardens Center. 
Um, next Sunday, April 28th, the Greater Toronto Bulb Society will be meeting at Cummer Park Community Centre, 6000 Leslie Street, 1.30pm. Main speaker is Paul Zamet of the Toronto Botanical Gardens, speaking on lessons from the garden. And as well, a mini-talk by Rosemary Dobson on Arizona Plants and scenery, free parking, and everyone is welcome. I, I remember last year. Well, maybe you don't. Help I, me remember last year. Riverdale Hort Society had a fundraiser, and it was a worm casting oh. sale. Do you yes, remember? Yes, it's called the Frass Out, wasn't it? The- <laughs> exactly. It's called the Frass. <laughs> Well, it's a big fundraiser, as it turns out. The Riverdale Hort Society made a lot of money on this last year, so they're doing it again. Large bags of pure worm poop, well, properly called castings. Well, bugs do for the frass thing. Worms cast. Uh, Nevertheless, large bags of pure worm castings. $13, $13, medium-sized bags only 7 and small bags are 4 The large bags weigh 60 pounds. That's an amazing deal. Now, the Hort Society divides down the bags for people who don't want such a big bag into smaller bags. The pickup location will be in Riverdale. Uh, now, this is Saturday, May the 4th, and Saturday, May the 11th, but you can order in advance by email. I'm smelling an investment opportunity here. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, well, this is good stuff. Yeah. This is gold. Well, well, that's what I mean. There you go. So here's the email address RHS, so Riverdale Hort Society, RHS Worm Castings, all one word, RHS Worm Castings at gmail.com. Uh, from there, you will find complete address for pickup, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, yeah, that's Heather Sinopoli. So thanks for keeping us in the loop, Heather. We like to know what's exactly. going on in Riverdale. And already I'm kind of missing Riverdale. We're out Liberty Village. We're west now. Yes. No more oh, east. Yeah, it's a lovely neighborhood. Lovely. We've got some nice windows. Yeah. <laughs> you like those? I do. You? I'm quite distracted. I'm oh, looking well, out well, the window here. Happy. God knows the queen <laughs> has to be happy. So anyway, this is the Garden Show. That was Charlie Dobbin. She still be will, uh, will be Charlie Dobbin when we come back. I got to give you the phone number. You got going so fast there. 416-360-0740 if you're in the Toronto area and anywhere else in the province. Toll free, 1-866-740-4740. We rushed along so fast, we didn't even have a chance to say hi and good morning to our producer, James Patrick Dooley. There he is. (laughs) Give me the old sign there, tip of the hat. Okay, and we'll be back after these words. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. There we go. There we are. We're back already. (laughs) That was quick. That was quick. A little detour. Now, I'm uh, not sure uh, as to, I think it was Robert online from Kitchener who will go to speak first. I'm not sure. Yeah, it says, well, Uh, both of them say number one. uh, (laughs) That's okay. But Robert showed up there first from Kitchener. uh, So let's see if we got him online. Hello, Robert. Good morning. Morning. How are you, Charlie? I'm great. How are you? I'm always good. The only way to be. You know, this show seems to come down to odiferous subjects because uh, your your subject of, of note here is skunks. Skunks? Yeah. Okay. Where you A go? Little skunk tore up my lawn and my neighbor's lawn. Aww. Now, what can I do to fix the lawn? Nothing yet. Nothing yet. You know why? The skunks are digging up the lawn because they're digging up the grubs. Yes. And the grubs, as long as the grubs are there, the skunks are going to keep digging. 
So I know, I know it's not a pretty thing to look at your lawn just being an absolute, you know, kind of refer to it as almost looking like a minefield when the raccoons and the skunks and the starlings, but they are aerating for you and they are eating grubs. So this, this is all good, but you are going to have to wait. This has been a very cool, wet spring. Hard to say exactly when it will be appropriate to to recognize that the grubs have moved on to the next part of their life cycle that based like last year, they would have already, you know, moved on, but not this year. Everything is late this year. So we're probably going to be another three, four weeks in your area of grubs being eaten and chewed by the, by the skunks. And then they will pupate. And once they pupate, the skunks can't find them anymore. And then you fix your lawn. So I'll try and stay on top of that, and you listen every Saturday, and I'll try and give you a heads up when it's time to fix your lawns, because it is going to be a few weeks yet for everybody. Okay, doke. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks so much for your call. Thanks for joining the show, Robert, from Kitchener, Kitchener-Waterloo area, one of our Mm. prime areas for listeners. I know my... Uh, Uncle Ron and Auntie Sue, Di's sister yeah. and uh, brother-in-law, listen in. So, and your uh, father-in-law, at, yes, at uh, ninety-eight, soon to be ninety-nine. I can't believe uh, years yeah. old. Lloyd Nyland, yeah. and uh, yeah, he's a great guy. I will tell you. As a matter of fact, if I may, just quickly, sure. Last Why last not? Sunday, they had uh, everybody in from the Scouts in the area because he was celebrating his seventy-fifth anniversary of being a Scout. And, oh, and really? still wearing his original uniform. I'm not seventy-five years 70, old. With no, 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 seventy-five years with the scouting movement. N- d- but you know what I mean. Seventy-five year old uh, uniform. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not moth eaten or anything. Really? But yeah. it must be so itchy. It must be like, like <laughs> well, yeah, old oh, wool, oh, like that gotcha. horrible old wool. That's and he had his hat, the whole deal. Okay. I mean, it was cool. Neat. Okay. Well, Good let me say him. hi to Norm in Brantford. I'm sure he's thinking we must have forgotten about him. No, no we haven't. Hi, Norm. Welcome Hi. to the show. Frank, how are you this morning? Very well, thank you. That's good. I mean, I'm, I'm, good morning, Charlie. Good morning. I'm, I'm asking about the same question the fellow before me with his grubs. Uh-huh. Uh, I just happened to the other day there when spring was here, just for one day. <laughs> That's <laughs> I was right. doing a little digging in the backyard, and I dug out about two square feet, and I got four grubs. Mm-hmm. Now, as I understand there's nothing you can do about it now anyway. No, but when you do are doing some digging and you do unearth a grub and you know what they look like they're they're an insect that's white it's in the shape of a c when it's lying on its side the letter c its head is brown and it's got six little legs and it's one ugly insect (laughs) so you flip them out onto the ground up onto the ground if you've got birds close by flip them out where the birds will see and Uh they will grab that grub and eat it very quickly if there's no birds around i just flip them out onto my black driveway Uh when the sun is shining (laughs) and i just watch them sizzle it's really good (laughs) so do do destroy them don't allow them to stay in the ground if you're unearthing them Uh okay but you're right there's nothing you can do about them now nematodes 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 in Uh august in in august well that's uh, the other day, I was talking to a lady, and she said, "You can't do much until August." That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and what we do right now, we either you know mentally or physically write it right down. Where you're finding grubs now is where you're going to put your nematodes in August. Okay. Okay. And the nematodes, of course, is just like a sprinkling of watering can with water with microscopic nematode eggs in the water. Uh So you're just going to be sprinkling the water with those eggs in the areas where you're finding the grubs now. Okay. Okay, because they they typically are all, the eggs are always laid in the same spots. Yes. 
Okay. Okay. Good stuff. Thanks, Good. Norm. Thanks very much. Have Take a great care. day, Norm. Bye-bye. Thank Enjoy. you. It's uh, 918 here on AM 740, Zoomer Radio from the Zoomer Plex. And uh, Frank and Charlie uh, on the Garden Show. But Charlie, of course, the main feature... The main feature. She, we have a red carpet laid from the doorway into her her seat. My her throne, throne. My her throne. throne. She knows. Uh, absolutely. Well, did you notice yeah. the photographs of Margaret Thatcher's uh, funeral? Everybody was in a church pews, but the king and well, not the king, the prince and the queen yeah. had thrones. Well, there you go. And so, so it should be. As I guess. I, so I'm, I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> James, take this note down. Proctor and uh, Dobbin request a throne. <laughs> Each. Oh, each. Oh, each. Yeah. Oh, no, I want, I want one, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Vivian in Burlington, good morning to you. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Yes, it's, um, I wanted to talk to you about my uh, Christmas plant mm-hmm. that I got. Okay. And, uh, and the name is escaping me at the moment. Is it one? These lovely red ones, you oh, know. poinsettia. Poinsettia. Right. Oh. Poinsettia. Right. And I, uh, it's a one. It's quite a big one, uh-huh. and it's a lovely one. And all the buds uh, that were on it are still uh, in bloom. Nice. Yes, and uh, I want. I've been told by a friend that if I look after it, it'll come back next year. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? That is correct. Can you? Uh, Can I keep it still inside, or do I have to take it outside, and what do I do with it? Well, if you can put it outside, I would put it outside. Uh Uh-huh. Because it is just that much better. Uh, The growth will be better outside. It's a tropical plant, and our summers are very tropical traditionally. They're warm, they're humid, uh, and that's exactly what the poinsettia wants. Indoors, it tends to be a little drier and often cooler if we have air conditioning. So it's up to you. I mean, you can, it doesn't matter entirely, but best location is outside. In a, a shady or semi-shady location, leave... Uh, the, uh, uh, where? Shady. In the shade. I can hardly hear you. <laughs> okay, so you know what? Tell you what, Vivian, why not hang up the phone and turn your radio up? Yes, I'll do that. All right, and then you can quickly write some notes or, or hear us better. Okay, thanks for your call. Okay. Okay, you hang up and... We're just going to, I'm like, this is so cool. I love these windows. Well, yeah, People not only that, but People are walking was, their dogs. And I'm looking out there and seeing snow. some snowflakes. Uh, <laughs> I'm not liking that so much, I can I know. I saw snow. As I drove down, I kind of came through a snow squall. You did? I did. All mm. right. Well, you made it by dog team, and that's uh, the main thing. And okay. it's April 20th. Uh, okay, so Vivian, poinsettia, and anybody else who still has a poinsettia in the house left over from Christmas. Good thing it's in the house because it's still too cold. We have to be frost-free. Plants will go outside into the shade. So a location where uh, if the plant is getting any light at all, it's morning light or dappled light. No hot, hot western light or the plant will just shrivel up and die. So some shade, a little bit of morning sun. uh, Outdoors all summer during the frost-free period. Watered as necessary. Leave it in its pot. Do not plant it in the ground. You can plant the pot in the ground. That's simple. Mm -hmm. And then come late August, uh, early September, depending on the kind of fall we're having, get that pot out of the ground, wash the mud off, and you'll bring it indoors before there's any cold weather. 
in order to get that poinsettia to start coloring up again, to get the red leaves going, that's where we need to give some specific light and dark. And sometimes our homes just happen to have 12 hours of dark and 12 hours of light. If not, you have to create that. You need to take that plant, put it in the cupboard or a dark bedroom or whatever, a place where there's no light, no street lights coming in, no light at all uh, for 12 hours every night and then light for every day and then you'll find that it'll start turning red. It takes about eight weeks. Isn't that wild how you can kind of control that just through... Well, and it naturally happens in its natural environment. Sure. Um, Poinsettias are naturally come from Mexico and Central Mm -hmm. America and that's exactly what they've got. 12 hours of light and 12 hours of dark and that's what turns them colors. Very good and I'm sure that answered the question and then some. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're quite welcome. (laughs) Thank you. You. Well, uh, here you are on The Garden Show with uh, Frank Proctor as the sous chef. Yes, the undergardener. The undergardener and the real gardener, Charlie Dobbin. Set to answer your questions momentarily. 416-360-0740 in Toronto and elsewhere in the province. 1-866-740-4740. This being our first show in the brand new studio, I'm going to... Lots of room. Yes. You could do some serious exercises in here. You read my mind. I did. I'm, I'm getting up right now. Uh, I'm, I'm walking. Uh, yeah, you I'm could like run. You could jog around yes, here. I'm okay. standing right in the window doing my exercises. Oh my gosh. Hello, world. <laughs> yes. Right. Why is Frank huh? dancing around the studio? <laughs> because he has so much energy and he is feeling so good. Both Frank and I uh, ha- take on a daily basis a mineral supplement called Sierra Sill. And Sierra Sill keeps us limber and keeps us moving and, like I said, pain-free. It works really well for us. Probably would work for you, too. Give them a call for more information. 1-877-JOINT-14 or check them on the web, sierrasill.ca, or pick up Sierra Sill at your local health food store like the Whole Foods Markets carry Sierra Sill. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, good morning to everyone listening in. Uh, to uh, <laughs> what do you? The way you talk, fond good fond morning. Fond good morning. Yes, well, you know, I'm I'm uh, very pleased to see that friends south of the border are calling in. We have uh, Richard on uh, line number six here, so let's uh, check in with him. He's calling. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where uh, he's calling from, but we'll check it out. Richard, good morning. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. Good yeah. morning. First of all, before I do anything else, I got to tell you, uh, on behalf of uh, well, certainly everybody that I know. Uh, how happy and gratified we were at the outcome of that horrible situation in Boston. Everybody was glued to the sets, Mm -hmm. and uh, our hearts were with you. And, boy, the jubilation right now must be over the top. Oh, that's for sure. It was just so sad. Yep, yep, you've got it in all all respects. In any case... Richard, where are you calling from in New York? I'm uh, from Fredonia. From Fredonia, no. About 45 miles south of Buffalo. Excellent. Okay, gotcha. Nice. It's near Lake Erie, right on my own. I'm actually in Leona, just outside of Virginia, but it's Dunkirk. Have you heard of Dunkirk, New York? I okay. have, yep. yes. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. I'm just a couple of months, 15 minutes from Dunkirk. Okay, cool. The, well, the problem is that Pakistan, mm-hmm. we never had any problems with Pakistan until 
Last year, we had one batch that was starting to die. Mm-hmm. And now this year, oh, wow. I mean, <laughs> there's so much that's dead. It's un- unbelievable. Do you know why, or have you heard anybody saying why our Pakistaners dying here in New York State? No, I haven't heard anything. And it's, okay, now it's been there for years and years and years? Yes, it has. And of course, Pakistandra is an evergreen, for those yeah. of you who don't know what it is. It's a, it's a ground cover. It's right. super tough. It, nothing usually kills it or there's no bugs that eat it. Um, boy, so it's just collapsed. It's, it's just straight down on the ground or has it just disappeared? It's on, no, I, mean, I haven't all... really looked on the ground yet to check, but um, it got covered in a lot of oak leaves uh-huh. um, from last year. Oh, but, um, okay, so you know what I would do is I'd get out there with a rake. I don't know if your day is like our day it is here. It's quite gray and miserable. But as soon as you can get outside, with a, I'd get a rake out and I'd start moving some of those oak leaves off the Pachysandra for right. a couple of reasons. One is oak leaves are very leathery and yes, thick. Yes, I don't like disintegrate at all. And heavy, exactly. So with the, all the moisture, the cool, moist spring that we've had, mm-hmm. they are just suffocating the Pachysandra underneath there. Okay. So if you can get some, and even... Uh, Come next fall, I'm not a fan of leaf blowers at all, but certainly a leaf blower can be a handy thing to move those oak leaves when they're dry uh, in the fall. But a lot of the oaks don't even start falling off the trees until we're well into January, February. So kind of depends when you can get out those leaves. But main thing is I would get them off the Pachysandra. I'm happy to, uh, to look up and see if there's some blight out there that I don't know anything about. But generally, I think of Pachysandra as pretty tolerant of just about everything except suffocation like they okay. just don't want it'd be like putting newspapers on top right <laughs> it just kills them they can't no air no light yeah uh you know they just can't breathe so that's yeah, that's all we got some off but i mean we didn't get enough because yeah. it's um hmm. we've had so many oak leaves this year and it came when we discovered on them yeah oh. and so and the pakistan has been there for so for so many years and yet you haven't had the oak leaf problem in the past no hmm that's what, I mean, unless we've had more leaves this year, I don't know. We've had a... The trees are obviously getting bigger, right? Maybe yes. some, somebody planted some more oak, leaves, oak trees <laughs> in your neighborhood, and so there's extra oak leaves. But, yeah, I mean, they're, they're great leaves. Uh, if you, just, even if you can rake them off and run the lawnmower over those leaves, they're, they're one, they do eventually yeah, yeah, right. compost down. But they're, when they're full and unbroken, oh. they do tend to be a bit leathery. So that's the one thing is if okay. you, um, And otherwise, yeah, I think you'll find the Pakistander will come back. Do a mend the soil, get some compost onto the soil, make okay. it a situation where the, the happy Pakistander will start filling in the gaps where perhaps some of it has died out. Okay. Uh, and like I said, I'm happy to look up and see if there's something going on, but I don't know of any any bad things going on to Pakistander. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. And wait, 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 we had half an inch of snow this morning. Oh, there oh my you gosh. Go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, On top gee. of the oak leaves, those poor Pakistandra. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh, well, thanks a lot, so Richard. Thanks for your calls. You know, Enjoy spe- your show so much. Thank, thank you. you. Well, you know, speaking of blights on, on plants, and mm-hmm. it makes me think of it because Richard, of course, was from New York State, and I, I do get some emails from the – Buffalo's got a very active gardening community, and there's a, some very good websites and obviously garden centers and keen gardeners, uh, and I do get some emails from that area. And uh, it's all on the subject of impatience, and I'm going to be talking about it later when I do uh, some tips uh, during the week. But, um, yeah, impatience, a flower that we're so used to using in our gardens, in our shady areas in our gardens, are just not going to be around anymore. Uh, Downy mildew is in the soil and in the impatience, and it just 
wipes them out. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, so we're, we're all going to be, if we've been the kind of people that relied on impatience in the past, the better get thinking about what we're going to plant this spring in our shady spots. If we're looking for that colorful, that, you know, color we always yeah. got from the impatience, it's time to rethink that and think about begonias and think about coleus and fuchsia and other plants that will tolerate shade and give us lots of color because impatience are just not going not gonna to cut it anymore. Wow, that's that's kind of a scary thought. Yeah. Well, son of a gun. Uh, let's not be scary. Let's be happy that Valerie from Parkdale <laughs> is on the line with us. Hi. Good morning, Valerie. Morning. Um, my question is, is there anything that you can use to keep the leaf miners off the birch trees? Hmm. Not anymore. <laughs> we used to use Saigon for that. Uh, the best thing you can do to keep the leaf miners off the birch trees is to keep the birch trees as happy and healthy as possible. So that means fertilizing in the spring. It could mean uh, even deep root fertilizing, you know, using a, a, a proper gizmo that gets the fertilizer down to where the roots are or using the tree spikes that you can bang down under the surface of the soil. Uh, top dressing, making sure that the birch is not competing with the lawn for the water and the moisture that it, the nutrients that it needs. Uh, and, you know, just all those sort of important things to like TLC your birch. And you'll find that the leaf miners will go after the, the much more sickly birch that are across the street or down the street or around the corner. Okay, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the show, the Garden Show from AM740 Zoomer Radio. Valerie was calling from pretty close to our new neighborhood. Yes. She was calling from Parkdale. Well, my gosh, just and down the street. Just down the street, exactly. You just got it. Over my shoulder there. <laughs> over, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just turn left from here, you know. Thank you, Charlie. I turn right. You turn right from here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't confuse me any more than I'm already confused. Well, Georgina, welcome from Etobicoke to the new AM740. <clears throat> Good morning. Good morning. Okay, I was given an anthurium. I don't know if I'm pronouncing yep, that's it. that's right. Anthurium, yep. An, yeah, an exotic plant. Mm -hmm. I really love it, mm -hmm. but I'm a great one for killing plants. I'm Aww. trying to do everything that it says to do, but I sort of want to verify that I'm doing the right thing. All right, so tell me where you've got it. Um, it was given to me. No, sorry, where is it located in your house? Oh, it's it's in a, a, a light, a bright room. Um, I get the sun in there until about 10 in the morning. Okay. So um, it's, and other than that, it's bright, but it's not uh, sunny, sunny. And is it right in the window ledge? Mm -hmm, yeah. Good. Sounds good. Yep. Uh -huh. What else? Um, I've been, it's um, watering it, keeping it moist. Perfect. Don't dry it out. Yep. Uh, to fertilize it every six or seven waterings. Mm -hmm. And I, I was told to buy 20, 20, 20. Mm hmm is that okay? Yep, 202020 is an all-purpose fertilizer and it yep, it'll be fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. So is that um okay, do not let it stand in excess water. Okay, fertilize. Yeah. But now what will happen if I I mean, how do I know at the top feels dry? Oh, but I don't think it is. I think it's a little moist underneath. It's just a small plant, so I don't yeah. want to uh, That's right. And so, do you think it's a 4-inch pot or a 6-inch pot? Um it's probably, I would say, a four-inch pot. Yeah, so it's quite little then. Mm -hmm. So you're right. The surface of the soil will feel dry to the touch. Mm -hmm. But if you lift up the pot and it's got some weight to it, mm -hmm. uh, then you know that there's moisture still in the soil. But, and, and frankly, with many plants, I would not recommend watering until it feels quite light. 
Many plants, like jade plants, for example, you want them to go bone dry between waterings. Uh-huh. But in thurium, as soon as it starts to feel dry to the touch, even if there's a bit of weight still to the pot, you know, you, of course, the pot has drainage holes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it and, does. Yeah, and when you water, you water sufficiently so that water comes out the drainage holes at the bottom. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. You let it sit, the pot sit in that water for eh, five minutes, ten minutes max. Oh, okay. And then take the pot out of the saucer, dump the water and put the you know pot back in the saucer mm-hmm. back onto its window ledge and and the main thing is is you don't want to let it dry right down the way we will let some plants dry right out mm-hmm. anthurium azaleas uh, gardenias uh, those are sort of three good examples of flowering tropical plants that need to be kept moist at all times. They do. Okay. If they dry right out, they'll just lose their flowers. Now, it won't kill the plant. They'll pop right back up when you water them, but you will give up the flowers that are on it now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but there are other ways. I'm sorry. The flower itself, mm-hmm. I mean, is it, it looks to me like it's curling. <laughs> well, they don't last forever. The flowers will last maybe a couple of weeks. Oh. So okay. no problem. You know, it, it's a spath. It's a beautiful shiny red spath yeah, is yeah. what it's called. And so, yes, indeed, eventually the flower is going to start to get all curly and even crispy. And then the stem will turn brown. You'll get out your scissors and then you'll cut that flower right out from the base of the flower stem and meanwhile more should be forming and coming up and that's where your fertilizer comes in the fertilizer will help support more flowers and as the plant grows and you're looking after it and it's perking along you may even by june or july want to pot it up to a pot that's one size bigger so if it's a four inch pot you'll go to a six inch pot okay and then just one that did you say when the flower starts to go that I would cut it right down? Wait till the stem turns brown and okay. crispy. Okay. And then cut and it then out. And then cut it right down. Yep. And then, okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks for joining the show, Georgina. Thank you. Um, and one of the parts of the show I love is the fact that the new uh, terms are used, and so we all learn. <clears throat> and I'm wondering how many out there, their, their ears pricked up when you said, oh, yes, the spath. Now, what the heck is this bath? <laughs> it's, it's the kind of flower that it has. Do you know what a peace lily looks like? Yeah. The one mm-hmm. with the white flower? Yes. It's sort of a, <clears throat> I don't know how to explain it. It's like a cup mm-hmm. shape. Yes. And then it's got like a, <laughs> a phallic symbol in the center. That, that's what a peace lily looks like. And an anthurium is the exact same, but it's red. Oh, Bright, okay, shiny red. Well, I'm glad I asked because I'll know now when I see one. Well, that's right. And I'm going to, yeah, I think I've shown you pictures of this before, but I'm going to show you one again. Uh, All right. Well, eventually. Okay. okay. Oh, she's. N- oh, I just messed you up there. <laughs> Yeah, that's go. that's all right. There you go. Okay, we, we can, have a really nice big monitor. It's wonderful. Such a nice new studio. And I see by that nice big monitor that Hillary is on the line <laughs> from around the Hamilton area. Uh, and uh, oh, she's calling again. Got cut off. We're uh, yeah, doing a little bit of uh, dicing and dipping around here with our brand new studios. Sorry about that, Hillary. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Frank. I love your program. I love it. It's so nice to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, just to let you know, I'm a first-time caller. Oh, <laughs> oh ding-a-ling-a-ling. You had your bell, yeah, I had my bell, it. and I, I left it out there. Oh. <laughs> Still on the moving truck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome, Hillary. Thank you. Um, I, I, bought about, uh, I bought three five-foot um, conifers, and I wondered what would be the best soil to use with them. Um, to plant them in my backyard. Do you know what kind of conifers they are? Um, I don't, sorry. Uh, it's it's the soft, you know, the soft leaf. The... Oh, so probably cedars? Yes, I believe it is, yes. And you'll be planting them uh, 
somewhere as a hedge idea, the three together? Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's sort Little of between um, uh, myself and my neighbour, but although it'll be an o- it's an open spot, it'll just be yeah. hiding sort of the my neighbour's house. Yeah, good idea. So it's a bit of a screen that you're going to put uh-huh. up there. And they're five feet tall, and you, did you get a really good deal on those at, you know, Home Depot or Walmart or something? You know what, this is the thing. I got them from Walmart, and I know sometimes that's questionable. <laughs> I know. It, you know, it's interesting. So what you've bought are something called emerald cedars. Cedars. They're cedars right. from, they've come from the West Coast. Uh-huh. And that's where the questionable part comes in because they, they are on West Coast uh, climate. Uh-huh. And, of course, Ontario is quite a bit cooler. Yeah. Your challenge right now, if I were you, depending on where, when you plant them, will they be very exposed to that northwest wind uh, um, when they're? Uh, well, I do. I do live. I'm up on Highway 6, so I do live north. In, in actual fact, it's a white world up here today. Exactly. And so probably where you're planting them, they're going to be quite exposed to the uh-huh. weather. My suggestion is that you don't plant them yet. My okay. suggestion is that you keep them on the east side of your house or the yeah. south side of your house, tucked yeah. up right against the house, so that they're not in a lot of wind, they're not in too much sun, and keep watering them. Um, every day or every second day yeah. uh, until we get a little bit warmer <laughs> and the snow melts yeah. <laughs> yeah. and spring really comes. Gosh, whenever that is. And, and at that point, yes, you're going to dig or have whoever's planting these for you, you're, you're going to have them dig a trench. And the trench is going to measure, because you're going to plant these plants eh, two and a half feet apart. Two and a half feet, yes. So your tr- your trench is going to be about seven feet long. Okay. It should, in a perfect world, be about 12 inches wide and about uh, 12 inches deep minimum. Okay. And if you have great soil, then all you're going to do is dig that trench and you're going to amend your existing soil with some either composted manure or homemade compost or whatever. Good. I'm sorry, with what? It's really, the volume is really low actually with you. Oh, okay. Composted manure, okay. Uh, homemade compost. Okay. Something that's really good organic material that will really supplement your soil. Okay. So that's what you will use uh, to mix in with your existing soil. And then, of course, the tr- the cedar plants will be planted at the same depth that they're currently sitting in their pot. Okay. Or a little bit higher because they yes. will sink a bit after they've been planted. Okay. Watered thoroughly, obviously, and stay on top of the watering this first year particularly. If we do get into some drought, some hot drought, uh-huh. remember they have to be very thoroughly watered minimum every three, four, five days all summer okay. with, you know, a couple of gallons of water, you know, sort of five gallons per plant. So not yes. just a little sprinkle, but a super, super uh, drenching. Yep. Yes. For the first year. Okay. Once they get established, if they get through this first spring and summer and fall, okay, they'll probably be just fine next spring. Oh, great. The okay. trick is to get them um, through this first I, season. Thank you for that. I, just quickly, I have a huge spruce tree um, outside my house that was here when I purchased the house. And some of the branches at the bottom, they're really losing all their needles. Is there something I could feed it with? Uh, you know, with a big old spruce, your best thing is to deep root feed it. You can hire an arborist or you can buy a deep root feeder, which is a, a probe that goes under the ground and you inject the fertilizer right at the roots. And that's okay. certainly one of the best ways to feed any of the old trees on our property. Get okay. the fertilizer right to where the, the, the trees can get it. And this is definitely the time of year to do it. Okay, and that, you can purchase that at any... Um, Canadian Tire, or? I think, carries them. Home Hardware, I think, carries, uh, and maybe even Home Depot. It's called oh, a Ross, right. R-O-S-S, Ross Root Feeder. 
Okay, Ross Root Cedar. Ross is the company, though there might be some other companies that, but, that make them as well. But the sort of the classic one was always Ross Root Feeder. Okay, that's super. Thank you so very much. Uh, Hillary. Program. Thank you very yeah. much. Hillary, Thanks for don't, calling. Don't, don't go away from me yet. Uh, Hillary? Yeah. Yes, yes. Patrolman Proctor here. You were able to obtain a second call there, a second question, <laughs> but I blame myself because I didn't say run off the top of the show yeah. that uh, it, our little motto is call early, call often, one question per call. But remember, but, oh, Hillary got cut off, so that's she kind of right. did make two calls. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I'm sorry. I know I asked two questions. Sorry. That's you, okay. You <laughs> little devil, you. <laughs> Thanks for joining the show. Thank you very, very much, guys. Have a great day. Okay, you Thank bet. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Speaking of the show, isn't it about time I started doing my exercises again? <laughs> Don't show me anything. Well, I'm almost glad because I'm sitting quite close to the windows here. Uh, the, the coolness is uh, a factor a little bit. <laughs> and as you know now, that they, they took away my Lemon Lulu transparent yoga pants. So <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad I don't have them on right now. Because just don't bend over just whatever you know. Uh, too what close to the window. I tell you. <laughs> okay, Frank's being very silly because he took his Sierra Sill today. Yes. And it doesn't hurt to laugh. <laughs> Sierra Sill helps keep our joints uh, just fluid and, and working and pain-free. Even the the laughing joints. So uh, Frank and I both take Sierra Sil because we want to stay active. We want to be able to do our exercises. I was out gardening for like seven hours on that one beautiful day we had this week. So yeah, we want to be able to do that and not suffer afterwards. Mm-hmm. Sierra Sil really works. One eight seven seven joint fourteen. For more information, check their website, sierrasil.ca, or pick up Sierra Sil at your local health food store like Ambrosia Foods in Newmarket and Thornhill. S i e r r a s i l. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Zoomer chef of the garden, uh, Frank Proctor, saying hi and welcome along again. Zoomer chef. Did I say Zoomer chef? Yeah, you did. That's good. Well, no. I, li- I like that. <laughs> that Zoomer chef. Zoomer yeah. chef. That's kind of cool. Zoomer zoo chef. There we go. And Charlie Dobbin, Zoomer of course, master gardener, here to answer the question proffered up this time by John in Mississauga. Hi, good morning, John. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. I hope you're enjoying your new environment. Oh, we are. Wonderful. I heard yesterday on um, going downtown, and I heard that you guys really have a nice... uh, Mm-hmm. A compound there, whatever you want to call it. That's it, a good word, actually, compound. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what it's well, like. It's, it's really Anyhow, terrific. Uh, uh, Charlie, uh, I, I had a few uh, herbs. Like uh, uh, Anyway, my wife likes to plant herbs. Yes. And what I did now, uh, unfortunately, I had a, in a corner where my shed is that I tried to put grass. I tried to put all kinds of grass, but it not, n- never grew up properly. Okay. So what I did, I did like sort of, I cut a corner and I, I'm just going to make it like a herb garden. Okay. Uh, my question is, 
Um, do herbs needs a lot of sun, you yeah. know, like uh, the oregano or the, 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 the basil or yes. whatever. Yes, and now, I knew you were going to say that. So this is probably a shady corner where grass yes. hasn't been growing. And there are not a lot of herbs that really are happy in the shade. The kind of herbs you want, like basil, parsley, rosemary, oregano, they all want full sun. The more sun, the better. Oh, shucks. Yeah. (laughs) Now, of course, in in the shadier bits, do you like mint? Though I'm not a big fan of planting mint because it tends to take over. We do. do. Okay. Because mint will grow just about anywhere, but it is also can be quite invasive. It can be really. (laughs) Tell me about it. Yeah. yeah, So that's, I mean, shady spots are kind of good for things like mint because it slows them down. Um, Lamium is a very low growing uh, ground cover that, again, grows just about anywhere sun or shade, dry or wet, doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, that kind of a plant might work in that situation. Um, Well, I'm going to take a chance. Like I said, I just digged it out. I put uh, peat moss. I put. you know, come manure and all that. Great. Um, so anyway, I'm going to try it this year, and if not, that doesn't work properly, then we'll move it. That's right. Well, exactly. So you'll call this time next year, and I'll give you some suggestions for that shady spot, and we'll talk about where you're going to move your herbs yeah, this to. This is not another question. It's just I heard you earlier on. There is, there is like a, a show that uh, Paul Zamet is uh, going to be talking. Yes. Uh, can you tell me, please, I'm going to write it down, because... I know Paul Zamet parents. They come from my uh, from my village and my old country. In Malta. Yes. Nice. Yes, and uh, I know them very well. Oh, cool. Uh, so where is he going to be? Because I I heard him a couple of times talking, and I really you know I talked to him a few yeah. weeks ago. But where is it going to be? All right. Do you want? Do you have a pencil handy? Yes. 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 All I right. Do. It's next Sunday, April twenty eighth. April twenty eighth. It's the Cummer Park, Cummer Park Community Center. Yeah. 6,000 Leslie Street. Okay. So it's in the East End, yes? Yeah, so it's Leslie and Cummer. Yes. Uh, 1.30 p.m. 1.30 p.m., yes. And it's the Greater Toronto Bulb Society. Yeah. And Paul so will be... So it's Cummer Park Center. Yeah, it, it's a community center, anyway. yeah, 6,000 Leslie Street. You can't miss it. Yeah. Southwest corner. 1.30 p.m. Yeah, I'll try to make it. And he's speaking on lessons from the garden. And, yeah, he's great. He's very I dynamic. Know he is. I know he is. <laughs> You know, he makes us proud. Uh, I bet he does. Yeah, his mom had a, had a hit uh, out on me. <laughs> or so again, I was pretending. Thanks again, Charlie and uh, Frank. Oh, thanks, John. Good to hear your uh, your sense of humor, my friend. Thank you very much, John. Take care. You take care too. <laughs> thanks for calling. Yeah. You think I'm kidding? You no. Know, last year, at Can- last year at Canada Blooms, yeah. so Canada Blooms 2012, we had Reach for the Treetops, which was a competition amongst the honorary master oh, gardeners. I remember that? Yes. And it was myself pitted against. Paul Zammett, Dennis Flanagan, and Ed Lawrence. And you wiped the floor with them. I sure did. <laughs> and I was up on the stage crowing and bragging and showing off my certificate. And Paul's mom was in the audience. And she was like, why is she saying that, That you know, Paul's not as smart as her <laughs> or whatever, whatever <laughs> so, I, obnoxious thing I was saying. So, yeah, she was not happy. I actually t- got a whole big bunch of roses that I gave Paul to give his mom so she would call, call off. off the hit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> call off the bad guys. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to have to call proceedings just for a, a smidge or two here. Uh, and we'll be right back to talk to Janet and Wanda and all the rest that we certainly can get to before the uh, 10 o'clock 
point. And, and indeed, Janet is on the line from Brantford. So hello and welcome to the show, Janet. Hi there. Enjoy your show immensely. And I have a million questions, but only allowed one at a time. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm in Bradford, the, the growing saw... central part of Ontario. No kidding. Gorgeous. Yeah. Frustrated gardener here. Can't get out and do enough. No. Aren't uh, we but all? I bought the, the dormant spray kit, the Good. lime, sulfur, and the oil, mm-hmm. horticultural oil. And I'm thinking, well, when do I apply this? Well, and, and what do I apply? Do I apply the sulfur separate or do I mix no, it as the in- No, and there, there should be almost a novel of, in, of uh, instructions inside that box. There is. And don't hesitate to read it. As a matter of fact, I highly yes. recommend you do read yes. it. A couple of things you need to have. One is the temperatures need to be above zero <laughs> and staying above zero for a full 24 hours after application. Number two, you don't want any rain in the forecast because you don't want this stuff washing off. And number three, always try and use your dormant spray when it's not windy because otherwise you'll be wearing it and it, uh, you don't want to wear it. The reason you don't want to wear it is because it is oil. It's a light horticultural oil that you will mix with your lime sulfur. Lime sulfur smells like rotten eggs. And, of course, the oil is oil. And then you add water and you mix it all up and you keep kind of agitating and shaking as you're spraying. If it's spraying back at you, you're getting a nice oil sheen mm. on you and you also smell like rotten mm-hmm. eggs. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not too late. No, not at all. This, what I've a crazy trying, spring. Yeah, the weather hasn't cooperated. You're so. right. No, last year, it would have been too late by now. Last year, everything was in full leaf pretty well by now. So no, this is a very different spring from last year. Yeah, well, okay. But, well, yeah, if you've got raspberries or roses yeah. or crab apples yeah. or any fruit trees or berry bushes at all, definitely, definitely use Okay, so wait until we really get a good 24 hours. 24 hours above zero, no rain, preferably no wind. Or snow. We had snow this morning. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> we had no snow as well. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. I'll be calling you again. Great. Hey, please thanks, do. Janet. Thanks. Good to, good to talk to you. I think Janet might have been a first-time caller. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. Yeah, okay. I think. I didn't recognize your voice. Well, uh, whatever the case, she's always welcome back she here. She sure to is. To the Garden Show from the new AM740 at our new uh, area of... Uh, the compound. The, the, I like the it. Compound. The Zoomer no, compound. I don't think they like that term, Why? the compound. It's the Zoomerplex. Okay. Got to stick with what we got. What we've been okay. told. Yes, exactly. And Wanda, we always do what we're told. Oh, right? yes, of course. <laughs> Wanda in Scarborough. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, Thank look, you for first all time the caller. information you give us on the gardening. Oh, our pleasure. Ding-a-ling-a-ling, first time caller. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I have a potentilla that's mm-hmm. growing beside the back deck, which faces south. Mm-hmm. And the air conditioning is on one side, and the deck steps are on the other. Oh, yeah. Is it too late to cut off those little uh, residue of flowers? Oh, no, not at all. It's perfect time. Oh, is it? Yep, yep. Potent, oh, good. The only um, shrubs we're not trimming at this time of year are the early spring-blooming shrubs. Plants like lilacs or, well, forsythia that haven't started blooming yet in my neighborhood. Whereas we consider potentilla a summer blooming. It's not, the flower buds are not on there now. The, The flower buds will form as the new growth comes. So you can give that a real, a haircut, almost like we do with the spirea. If you have any spirea on your property. No, I don't. But that was my next question. Just how much can I uh, cut off? Well, you can always take off um, at least a third. Oh, good. Uh, But if if it's a happy, healthy plant, you could take more than that. You could take as much as a half off. 
uh, very at this healthy. Time. Yep, yep. Take and it down by a half. Do I prune it, uh, you know, just to make sort of a ball shape, or should I take more out of the center, or how should it be pruned? Yeah, no, don't take it. You're, you're right. It's the kind of plant that I would personally probably do a bit of a ball shape so that when it grows, it will have a, an arched outline you don't want a flat top though no, you couldn't you no. can shape it any way you want oh, the advantage good. of that that rounded shape is that it will uh if it does snow oh sorry my mic just flipped uh we will be able to um it will shed snow or rain or anything like that better mm-hmm. with that kind of shape so yeah yes. that's what i would do and don't take anything out of the center just give it a just prune it like i'm saying like literally a haircut okay. and then look closely if there's any dead wood or dead branches in there cut those out right at ground level thank you and the uh, those little flowerets that fall and make kind of a mulch should I just leave them on, or should I uh, take them away from the plant? You can leave those. Those are just little bits of. They're not growing. They, there are no. seeds in there, but if it's typically our, the potentilla we grow are named cultivars, and the seeds are often sterile. So that's just basically adding organic material to your soil. So I would leave it alone and let it just decompose. Oh, excellent. Okay. Yes, thank you very much, Charlie. Very welcome. Thanks for your call. Have a great weekend, and uh, thank you very much for listening to AM 740 Zoomer Radio. And uh, have we got time for another caller? We're getting pretty uh, close to the end of the show. two minutes. Okay. Uh, we better not. We, okay. We, because we'll run over or something. But right. I do want to remind everybody, next week mm-hmm. is, well, Monday is Earth Day. Ah, and next right. week is Earth Week. So there is a lot going on in all of our communities. It's cleanup day today. If you can uh-huh. put on your long underwear and go out there, they've got bags available for people to just pick up the trash, right? Now yeah. that the snow has melted, it's uh, even, believe it or not, Mayor Ford is out picking up trash today. There he is. it's cleanup okay, day. Good. And there's one other cleanup. Remember St. James Park? Uh, the Obviously, um, Occupy Toronto was... At St. James Park, mm-hmm. and then there was the, the big uh, cleanup happened afterwards. Today is is a big spring cleanup at St. James Park. Everybody's welcome to come help between nine and nine a.m. and one p.m. And there is a free pancake breakfast for everybody who comes out. I like that. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you want to go back to the old hood? You can catch some pancakes. Okay. <laughs> okay. You, you never know what comes up in this show, obviously. <laughs> uh, and it's a darn good thing that I am of an entrepreneurial ship nature, uh, okay. and I picked up. I think I'm going to start a new business. I'm going to go up there and get myself some worms, and then I'm going to feed them prunes, and they're going to give me lots of castings, and I'm going to be rich. Yeah, I yeah. tell you. And that's not a problem. We can just promote it on the show all the time. <laughs> no kidding. Well, thank you very much, Charlie, once again. I'm looking in the next studio there, Dave Renniger, getting all set to go with Alan Gelman on and Dave's Corner Garage, and they're sitting cheek by jowl, right? Right together. They are cozy. And what about uh, you? You're here for a little while, yes? Yep. And then I'll come back at noon Mm -hmm. and uh, have the diner on where it's all an all request show. And you know how to work that board in there? I know how to work that board in there. Ooh, baby. I'm going to (laughs) listen. All fancy new stuff here. James Patrick Dooley. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to all our great callers. Thank you, Frank, very much. And James Patrick Dooley. We will see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. 
This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.